The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Blowing out of the backfield, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Hey, 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 it's Wacky Wild Wingstop Wednesday. Welcome to Hanging with the Boys, where I guess for one more day, it's Hanging with the Boys and a Girl. Welcome to the show, Ambar Garcia, Danny McRae, Rob Phillips, I am Shannon Gross, and our lovely producer, Chris Beam, just notified me that it is actually Wingstop Wednesday at the Star. <laughs> they have catered to our employees that are that are working at the star today so shout out to wingstop for spreading the love usually we're the only ones that get to eat free food from them so shouts out to wingstop how's everybody doing today good fantastic Great. yeah okay just i'll, I'll jump in <laughs> let me tell you how this show works just because it announces me as the host on this show, this is a participation, an equal participation from everyone on this on this this call or whatever we're saying on this show. So the, the way it works is I say, "How are y'all doing today?" and then everyone responds with "However you're doing today." So let's try this again. How are y'all doing today? Everybody at the same time. Great, Great coach Garrett. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Good coach. Good coach. Amazing. It's hump day. Oh, hump day. We're, we're ecstatic. It, that's right good good it's funny that you uh that y'all bring up coach garrett a, a good buddy of mine that uh he was the head coach here in uh dallas at uh brookhaven's baseball team he, he huge cowboys fan and uh he, he sent me a screenshot this morning 10 years ago today uh he posted on facebook uh you know second interview i heard from coach garrett i really like this guy and then ten years later, oh, oh man, listen, you know, uh, goodness, we we uh, we up with the Jason Garrett slander here. <laughs> hey, I'm, no, I'm not slandering Jason Garrett. I actually, I actually like Jason Garrett. I thought, you know, a lot of people gave him a hard time for the, you know, for being consistent. Really, is what a lot of people gave him a hard time for. I actually appreciated his consistency and his you know he never wavered from the message he never you know wavered from the attitude that he had a lot of people had a problem with it but i I actually you know appreciated that you always knew what you were going to get and you know as an employee i mean he wasn't my boss but you know i guess technically he's the player's boss as an employee i've always appreciated um you know a boss that you know was no bs you knew exactly what you were going to get every day that you came to work and you know they were you know you got that consistency so i i was always on the the coach garrett train now when it came to sundays uh, you know obviously there were some questionable calls that were made and decisions and things like that but as a person in the way he handled business i always always enjoyed listen it, so. no slander from me. i'm no a slander I'm, a, I'm a straight up jason garrett fan and and the host on, on my on my normal show who i won't i won't call his name now he, he's not that big of a fan of jg so we kind of go back and forth on this often but you're right 
consistent. We've been to the playoffs. You know, we had some, some rough seasons. We dealt with some injuries and all that stuff. But, you know, anytime something came out bad about JG, I would always defend him because I was personally in the locker room with him. So I knew how some of that stuff went and how some of it was possibly blown out of proportion. So I'm a fan. I love the guy. And, you know, I'm happy that he's working up there in New York. And, you know, he, he might get the head coaching job up there soon. You know what, Danny? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, you bring up a really interesting point because you came in 2010, right? That was your yep. first year here? Mm-hmm. And that was Jason's first year as the interim coach, right? You were, you, you were rookie season was during the transition from Wade to Jason. And Oh, wow. You know, we're, we've been talking this week in the last few weeks about Mike McCarthy trying to put his stamp on his own program like – how much time do you think that takes for a coach to do that? Because I think, obviously, we talked yesterday on, on the show about progress, even though it was a loss against the Steelers. But what, how long does it take for guys to buy in or get used to schemes or adjustments like that, you think? Uh, I, I think you need a full, full offseason and, and training camp you know, to get that because you know, you're looking at almost six months of, of being around the coaching staff and, and learning how they speak, learning how they move, learning what they expect. So you, you, you really need a full offseason, OTAs, and training camp to, to get that full buy-in. That's why you know, I'm sure Mike McCarthy will still be here through next year. But uh, the, let me tell you, the one thing that I, I disliked the most about the slander with Jason Garrett was I thought it was like crazy that people said that he somehow called bad plays for Wade Phillips. And then all of a sudden when Wade Phillips got fired, he found out how to get us uh, running a good offense. I thought that was 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 crazy and I, and football doesn't work that way so that's how it started and I think that stuff just ran on 10 years during the 1 and 7 start you yeah. mean in 2010 yeah yeah that that's that there that was just crazy talk from fans I think <laughs> I mean just, I mean really like that's like the ultimate disrespect you could give somebody is that they were doing that on purpose you know yeah that's, it, it you know, didn't make sense and, and they ran with it and I was like that that's not JG that, that that's not the guy I know anyway so uh, you know, it started there and then it, it, it ended when he when he got let go previously. Amber, you've Amber, you've let, you've it, let it be known on your show that you're on normally your I guess your frustrations with Coach Garrett. How do you feel now that you've you you know you, your whole time? How long have you been with the organization now? Four years? Five years? Uh, probably like six years. <laughs> Oh wow! Okay, so we got some we got some long timers here on the show. So you've been here six years. Now you you've gone through a coaching transition. This is your first one, a coaching change. Do you like the direction the Cowboys are headed? Do you like what Coach McCarthy? Obviously, the on field performance is not good. There's a lot of things that contributed to that. But what what do you think so far? You know, halfway through Mike McCarthy's first year as a coach, do you, do you like? the progress or do you like where this is going well I think that obviously a change was definitely needed and when you talk about Jason Garrett I personally like Jason Garrett as a person I thought he he's a great speaker great guy great person and everything obviously game day was very questionable and the point is that every year the results were very similar so at the end of the day, a change was needed. He's a guy that, that was very consistent with his mentality and everything. Even when he would go inside the studio to shoot his show, everything needed to be the same way every week. So <laughs> it's like at some point, you know, you got to evolve. You got to change with, with the years. You got to keep improving and finding the new things to do. With Mike McCarthy, I think he, he brings just a, a breath of fresh air, just something completely 
different. Uh, it, it's tough. And I've asked this on, on our show on the break. I asked the guys, I'm like, okay, how long does it usually take for for a coaching change to actually start being successful for you to start seeing the results similar to what Rob was just talking about because my problem is from the time that I've been here it's it's sad and unfortunate that you see talent going to like wasting years let's say wasting years and when you get a good player that's doing well and all this and then oh here goes another year where you weren't able to capitalize on that kind of talent. For example, the O-line, when the O-line was at its prime, the Cowboys weren't able to necessarily get the best out of that. So to me, that that's what I see, that, that it's just sad. Every year waiting and every year you see great talent just kind of wasting years and, and not taking advantage of those veteran guys that you are fan of and that you hope to see in a Super Bowl. I'm a huge fan of Sean Lee and poor guy, he's barely playing this year and like uh, it, it breaks my heart not seeing him or Jason Witten being able to to get a chance at a Super Bowl. Yeah, and that's a great point. Another thing that that really frustrates me along that line of, of wasting talent is, you know, there are guys that leave here that are, you know, second, third string special teams guys, and they seem to leave here and go to other systems or go to other teams and they flourish. I mean, you look at the Chiefs, they picked up Anthony Hitchens that, you know, obviously they let him go because, you, you know, some the money situation. But I think, you know, he was a great, great player with a huge arrow pointing up. Damian Wilson went to the Chiefs as well and was kind of a – a special teams guy here and he's a major contributor on that defense Danny what what causes you know from a player perspective what causes players and I'm sure this happens around the league I'm sure it happens everywhere it's just that we're so in tune with this team and we see it on a daily yearly basis that it seems like a lot of guys leave here and then they go other places and their you know their career or their opportunities kind of blossom um, does that happen everywhere and, and we're just overly critical or is that something that's an issue here? It, it, it absolutely happens everywhere. Listen, some, some players are system players. Like when you think, think about Sean Lee's best days, to me, when Rob Ryan was here, he was running around in 3-4. Some of the schemes that we ran that allowed him to maximize what he was able to do, do in coverage and just uh, being free and roaming and making tackles. Uh, and then you see a guy like Anthony Hitchens. When he went to uh, Kansas City, he was in a scheme that, that allowed him to do similar things to what Sean Lee was doing. He, the, the thing that, that Anthony Hitchens is good at is seeing, seeing the ball and attacking it, right? He, he doesn't really have to think about it. Once he see, sees a hole, he can, he can rush in there and make that tackle. And Kansas City runs a scheme that allows him to do that. So sometimes you just, you just get in those situations where, you know, Rob Mar- Marinelli's scheme might not work for, for that player, but when he goes to a 3-4 scheme and, and gets a little bit different coaching, it just works out. So I, it happens all over the league. I don't think it's specifically just tied to the Cowboys. Rob, what do you, what do you think so far about uh, the McCarthy era in this short sample that we have? Do you, do you like where the, the direction it's going, or are you, is it still too early to tell for you? I think it's still too early to tell just because, and I, this is going to sound like excuse making, but I just think it's the reality of this, this year that we've, we've never seen a year like this. And Amber's right. I mean, it's, it's, it's frustrating because you only get 16 games a year, and when you lose your top players and, and you're trying to establish a, a new culture with new schemes, and 
you know, you just don't have the time to do it the way you probably want to do it. And maybe they tried to do too much early on, at least defensively, and they scaled it back. Um, it, it's just I don't know if this year was ever really set up for them to have as much success as they want to have. Um, the injuries have compounded that, and you know, just poor play has compounded that too. I mean, they that that early stretch of the season, and it's really carried in all year. The turnovers have been the biggest problem, you know, and, and that kind of goes back to last year too. Some of the same stuff that we've seen, where they get behind early, some of it's their own fault, and they can't overcome slow starts. And um, so, and that that's what's really interesting about McCarthy's time in Green Bay. Yes, he had Aaron Rodgers, who one of the greatest ever, not only at quarterback but taking care of the ball as a quarterback. They were always good in the turnover differential. There, that's what McCarthy builds his teams on. That's not the case at all this season. I think they're last still in the ratio. And uh, until they get that fixed, uh, injuries or not, they're always going to be in a situation where they're kind of walking the line of win or lose every week. Uh, but I agree with Danny that it, you know, it's, it usually takes some time in a normal year, and this is the farthest thing from a normal year we've ever seen. So I think you've got to – I don't think we're going to really be able to evaluate this program that McCarthy's trying to establish until, you know, give it, give it till midway through next year and just kind of see how things are going. And that's, ho- really? and that, well, so and that's, a- that's hoping that we have some sense of normalcy by this time next year. <laughs> you know, which I guess, you know, we're all day yeah. to day at this that- point. <clears throat> Big if, big if right now. Yeah, so, so you're, you're willing to give this thing another, another full season from this point. The, the whole so thing? You're, you're thinking halfway through next year? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean you just listen to the Joneses talk about this. They are all in on Mike. I mean, they just – they are – and I, and I buy that. Like, I think they, they recognize kind of just the circumstances. And they've also – they also draw on his past too. You know, I think they – you know, everybody looks at Mike's time in Green Bay and said, well, he had so much success and he won a Super Bowl and they went to five NFC championship games. Well, his first year there in 06, they started one and four and they finished eight and eight. And so I think the Joneses are sold on the fact that he can build a program. You know? uh, Rob. Uh, yeah. Rob, so, so you think the, the whole staff or just McCarthy? Oh, well, definitely McCarthy. I mean, I, and, and we'll see. I mean, we'll see what they do with, the, you know, the, when you don't have success in certain spots, uh, you know, the staff always changes uh, to some degree uh, if you don't make the playoffs. But I don't know. I mean, I, he, he has been – I think Kellen Moore is on solid ground for sure, and I know Mike Nolan's gotten a ton of criticism. Um, but I, Mike has been a staunch supporter of his. And, and it, you know, let's just – got to kind of see how the defense goes. You know, if they continue this, this trajectory, then maybe everything is going to work out. Um, but it's a small sample size. We've seen two weeks of the defense really taking hold the way you want it to. So it's a long way to go. What do you What do you think, Dan? I mean, do you think you know they should I'll... make changes if it, if it keeps going the way it's going? Uh, one, one absolutely. Uh, I, I, I'm not really sold on a defensive coordinator, but I don't think he should be he should be let go. You know, based off what happened so far. But specifically, the defensive back coaches, I think there's an issue there. Um, you, you've seen you've seen a guy like Brandon Carr come in and, and, and get released. You've seen Worley come in and not be able to to, to, to play up to his potential. You've seen the, the the rookies and the young guys not not really uh, progress and, and, and pick on pick up uh, where they left off le- uh, last year. And, and, and you've seen them get a little better. You haven't seen any of that. You've actually seen them get worse. You've seen their eyes be in the wrong place. You've seen them not be able to play basic cover one, basic cover three. You've seen them not be able to make tackles. You've seen a, a clear drop off. Uh, 
uh, from what they from what they were and, and no improvement from the young guys that they brought in. And I think that that leans heavily on what they're being taught in the defensive back room. So if, if I was picking one, you know, that, that had to bite the bullet, I, I, I would say they would start with the defensive backs. Well, you would know. You, you would Amber. know better than any of us, for sure. <laughs> you, you, you would, for sure. Amber, what, what, how long is your leash? Rob's leash is extremely not long. Not extremely long. I'm not saying 10 years here. Let's give it this no, a little but, time. Like, but for your expectation, like you're expecting this thing to, to turn around and you're willing to give it a whole nother year. So basically a year and a half is when you're expecting to start see results or or is the year and a half when you would start to think making a coaching change oh well, i mean as far as the, don't turn as around. far as the head coach no i mean i think i think they they've got mike here for the long haul i really do that think that i do think though yeah two three four yeah, years right yeah but once once you get into next season and i'm assuming that you know if they can have a normal off season and a normal training camp i think once that next season starts i think now that's the clock of okay are they making progress? Are they, you know, and we're going to see more down the stretch here, but I think, I do think with a new staff, man, you've got to be able to, like Danny said, to, to have that camp, just camp time, that time on task, just some of the little situational things. And, and it's also a staff that's getting to learn each other on how to work with each other. The staff was new too. Uh, I sound like I'm making a ton of excuses. They haven't played well. <laughs> I, I, and and I'm, I'm really not trying to. I just think, though, I, I do think it's just such a weird year that it's it's hard to really evaluate everything fully. I was about to say we 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 yeah, we, eight, we eight weeks into it, man. That that training that that full off season is is counted now. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, but but we're starting to see it a little bit better, you know. So um, maybe I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Maybe they you know they maybe they caught the Steelers on a bad day, you know. <laughs> and so we'll find out after the bye week if they really do have momentum or not. We'll see. Amber, before we go to break, how long is your leash with this team right now or this coaching well, staff? Well, uh, it's very short. Definitely not as long of a leash like <laughs> Rob. I don't have the patience for it. I, you know, I'm a very sensitive person, but when it comes to football, I am not because it, it, when it, you got my hands sweaty, my heart beating fast and got me nervous and angry, that my short, my leash is very short. So, I think to be fair, yes, this been this has been a crazy year. So I would not go as far as making a head coaching change. I would give that a little bit more of time. But I'm with Danny. When you look at the defense, I think there are some changes that need to be made on that side if we go back to seeing what we've been seeing for the first half of the season. Let's see what the second half of the season brings. But just in general, it cannot be just the the players on the field. I mean, Mike Nolan might be a great coach, may, but maybe just not in this locker room. Maybe just not with the Cowboys. Maybe his voice is just not loud enough in there and, and the guys don't necessarily understand his vocabulary or something because clearly there has been a lack of uh, communication there. So. I would I would look at certain areas and, and make changes there definitely if we don't see improvement in the second half of this season. That is true. I mean, yeah, Danny I'm, could speak to this again better than any of us. But you got to have buy-in from from the players. I mean, the coach's message when when you struggle like they've struggled the first half of the season, I just you can't put it on just players' execution. And maybe you can make most of it that if you want to, but it's also what's being relayed during the week, how the practices are. 
um, and if guys are being put in the best spots to succeed. So it's never just one thing. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm a little bit on everybody's side here. I think this year you get a you get a free pass basically with the brand new coaching staff and trying to come in with new scheme and new players and things like that. I, I think as long as you are making progress, and it took them a while to get to this point, but I think, like you said, Rob, the last two games on defense, they've done a little bit. They turned it around a little bit. We'll see coming out of the bye week if that extra time gets them even further along in that progression. But I think as long as as long as you play, and you know, Danny referred to this yesterday, you show some fight. You show go 100 miles an hour. You may not go the right direction, but give me 100 miles an hour, and then if I can get you all going the right direction at 100 miles an hour, then we got something. So I think if they they keep along this trajectory, you give them a, a full hopefully somewhat normal offseason next year you got you got everything in place i think then that's when the clock really starts ticking and and if you're if you're not in a better place this time next year then i think we're going to have some real fun conversations on all of our shows about (laughs) players and coaching staff so all right let's take our first break we're way behind but i want you guys to think about something in the break because you 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 asked me at the beginning of the show what we were going to talk about. And this is really the only thing that I wanted to talk about on the show. And I didn't want to tell you before the show because I didn't want you to have too much time to think about it. Let's t- think about it. We've all been, as I said before, we've got some long timers on this show. Danny's been around for, I guess, 10 years now. He's been around the Cowboys organization in some form or fashion. Rob, you've been here off and on for, what, 15 years, I guess? Something like that, yeah. Something like 15, that. I've been 16. around for about 17. Amber, you've been around for six. Tell, Think about it in the break. What is your favorite memory or moment of the Dallas Cowboys while you were here? Something that you were around, something you witnessed, something you were a part of. Just any, any memory. And then we'll also, let's give our, we're a little bit over halfway through the season. I've got some questions for you guys. We're going to give out our half-season uh awards or critiques of certain players certain positions things like that to finish out the show so we will take our first break and we will be back think about it in the break we'll be right back you're watching hanging with the boys ambar garcia rob phillips danny mccray shannon gross will be right back after this commercial break is your family a cowboys family have you taken holiday photos at the star Was your wedding theme blue and silver? Have you convinced your kids them is spelled with a D? If so, every game day feels like a vacation to you, so treat it like one. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Just like all of you, we at Seeky can't wait until we're back in the stands at full strength cheering on the Cowboys and singing along to our favorite songs again. We're using this time to make discovering, buying, and selling tickets to events in Dallas easier. Plus, every ticket purchased on SeatGeek is protected by our buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back or better if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. Download the SeatGeek app today, and when the time is right, let's go. Grab some OtterBox gear and get ready for hanging with the boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough-as-nails elevation tumblers, we've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, you can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. 
Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Welcome back to SWBC Mortgage Living Room, live, Frisco, Texas. Shannon Gross, Ambar Garcia, Danny McRae, Rob Phillips back at you. And fellas and lady, adjust your cleats, adjust your pads, can even adjust your helmet, but seriously, don't ever adjust your underwear because once it's seen, it cannot be unseen. Tommy John's fabric keeps you cool and dry on the field or in the stands, and now they even have loungewear. Yes, you heard me right, loungewear. Shop underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 15% off your first order. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboy. They have been a big friend of this show for a long time, and we appreciate them coming back as a sponsor this year just because I like doing their live reads. So there we go. We're back to the show now. When we first started the show, and y'all asked me before we started the show, hey, what are we talking about today? And I said, I have no idea. I can promise you that Jason Garrett talk was probably not even on the radar or the list, the long list. So that was fun. Got to talk about a little JG. (laughs) Now, let's talk about, let's start with Rob, since you've been here the longest of, of everyone except me. Oh, man, now I'm still thinking. What is your favorite... Are, okay, you me skip Yeah, you? skip me. I'm still thinking here. <laughs> um, Danny, Danny, do you have a, a favorite Cowboys memory or a favorite thing that you were a part of? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, uh, you know, naturally, the, the fact that uh, so I came out of college and, you know, I, I wasn't highly touted. You know, not, nobody expected me to get drafted, but I still sat on the couch and, and, and looked at the TV, you know, thinking that some some miracle would happen. And then I got a call from uh, Will McClay uh, right before the draft ended. And he told me, hey, man, we don't we, we, might, we may not be able to pick you up in the draft, but we will be calling you after, you know, to come in for as a free agent. So, you know, they gave me my five thousand dollars and they told me to come in and try out. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. Everything worked out. Me and me and Barry Church. Actually, it was a quasi Awusu Ansa got picked in the fourth round, and then me and Barry Church ended up coming in as undrafted free agents. And it worked out perfectly for us because Aquasi was hurt. We had some other injuries in the DB room, so me and Church got a lot of time to show what we were able to do. And we both ended up making a team, and we turned it into some fairly long careers. So it was, it was really just the Cowboys giving me the opportunity to show what I could do and then making the team and, and turning it into something that you know, allowed me to do what I love to make a little money. That's so awesome. awesome. And you're from Houston originally, right? Yeah, Houston. Houston, and then you went to college at LSU. And then, so you've kind of been in this area your whole, other than going up to Chicago and dealing with that 
foul weather they have up there. You've kind of been in this area your whole whole career and life then, huh? Listen, if it, if it wasn't for Jody, I would have never left Dallas. But I, I love Jody. Me and him are like, we, 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 are, we are actually, you know, outside of coaching, being, a, being my coach, we are, we are friends. We go get a drink together, we, you know, check on family, do all that stuff. So, you know, whatever Jody asked me to do, wherever he needed me to be at, I was going to be there. So, you know, so I went. But if it wasn't for him, no, nah, I would have never left. I love Rich too, but Jody gave me my shot. That's awesome. Amber, you have an answer ready or do you want me to go? <laughs> you can go. Go ahead. Okay, I'll go. I have one because I know Rob's probably still yeah, thinking. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I think pro- probably my I- – I have two. One's kind of my job related and one's kind of not. Probably the, the career-defining moment for me was, you know, when social media started being a big deal – you know, nine or 10 years ago, you know, sports teams, if you can imagine this, didn't have social media. They didn't have social media, one, and they definitely didn't have social media departments. I was working on the, the merchandise side, running our, our e-commerce business and our fan club when social started being kind of a, a thing with brands and, and a few teams, you know, the NBA was way ahead of the NFL and a few teams were starting to pick it up. And I, I kind of saw where it was heading and it was kind of burned out a little bit on the merch side. And so I put together a presentation and got in front of uh, Jerry Jr., Derek, um, some other executives in the company and kind of pitched them, hey, this is what we need to be doing going forward uh, and was able to really kind of create my own position and, and, you know, thankful that we work for such a great organization that kind of let me, you know, create my own path and, and kind of create the blueprint for what now is Dallas Cowboys social media. So it, it was really a unique opportunity and you know fortunate enough that we work for you know such great people that allow me to you know take that and run with it that's probably one but the probably the coolest thing i've been involved with from like the team side is uh hands down london the the week that we got to go spend in london was something that you know i probably i don't know i've always wanted to go overseas but i don't know if i would have ever gone and done it and the game that we played, you know, played Jacksonville in Wembley Stadium. We got to, I think we left here on a Tuesday and we stayed until the following Monday. Uh, stayed right in the heart of London. We, they moved us around a little bit, took, you know, put us in two different locations. So we were able to explore the city um, when we weren't at practice or covering the team. And just that whole experience and, and, you know, flying overseas with the team and the access that we had to different things. And, you know, when we landed, we went, the players went and worked out with the Tottenham Hotspurs, and that was something that you know you would never be exposed to. We got to go, you know, see a, a soccer match, and just you know that whole experience and being able to do it. You know, one, the team paid for it because we were employees, but two, just to be around that and that atmosphere. And the NFL, you know, had just started playing games over in London to be a part of you know that process. I think. Um, and, you know, we went to the Tower of London and ate dinner one night. And the, and the things we were able to do was just something that you would you would never be able to do on your own and just really sticks out as a, probably the best memory I've had it from the team side. All right, Amber, your turn. Enough of me talking. <laughs> okay, well, my story, I, I can tell an embarrassing story about me uh, when I first started with the Cowboys. Uh, most people already know that. I knew zero, like nothing about football prior to me starting this job. So when I interviewed, I obviously got hired and all that. So my first video to do 
was on the field every game after the game I do a post like game stand up on the field and my first one was a preseason game first time of me being on the field even though everyone's leaving you feel like everyone's looking at you even though no one is looking at you but I had Derek standing right in front of me just watching what I was gonna do and of course I'm like freaking nervous I mean I have my boss in front of me looking at me I was speaking Spanish and I was so nervous to the point where I just kept talking nonsense and I knew Derek didn't understand anything <laughs> and I just kept I, I just kept winging it I'm like I, it, it was so bad that I even messed up like the Dallas Cowboys name just because of how nervous I was so <laughs> <laughs> After that, I'm like, okay, okay, it's gonna be okay. We leave. I was shaking and everything. Derek, the the following day, Derek realizes that the video never went up because I guess he was gonna look at it, and he calls me into his office and he's like, "Is there a reason why that video didn't go up?" <laughs> and I'm just like, "Well, Derek, to be honest, I was so nervous. It was really bad, so I felt like I, I shouldn't put it out there because of how bad it was." And then I'm like. But to be fair, it was a preseason game, so I just I'm I'm gonna take it as a practice round and blah blah. And Derek was nice enough, you know, he's a nice guy. He's like, okay, I, I understand, but uh, you know, I'm like, don't worry, next time I'll do better. And I did, and it, it was hard, but eventually I managed to get better. I mean, now I got some Emmys back there that somehow I managed to. <laughs> hey, to <win>. big <laughs> time, big time. <laughs> but. But yeah, that, that was a, a very embarrassing story. But at the same time, whoever's listening, just if you fail at something at first, just keep trying and trying, and then eventually you'll get better. <laughs> I love that. I, awesome. Rob. I don't know if I can top that Have one. you had enough time? Uh, yeah, I think I have. Um, <laughs> I, I came because I, yeah, I, I came up with three really quick ones, okay? Um, number okay. one, I would say just getting to work on that deep blue on Bill Parcells and because mainly from a personal standpoint, my first year I was still in college in 03 when he took over his first training camp. And that was just such a memorable, memorable time for me. And, you know, just, he's such a huge personality and then come back flash forward 15 years to get to kind of tell that story again. That was a lot of fun. Um, number two, uh, Jerry's hall of fame induction and just that whole weekend, the, oh, the, the yes. party, the, oh. the induction, and mainly the fact that we just kind of got to have fun. We didn't really have to work that weekend other than the game the night, a couple nights before. We really just got to take it in. And, and just to be a part of that, I mean, the whole time I'm thinking I, I have no business being here, but I'm just going to crash this party. Uh, and then the, I, totally, I totally forgot about that. That rivals, that rivals London. Everything, yeah. everything about that was amazing except the bus ride back from Canton to Cleveland was <laughs> yeah. freaking miserable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For you. Yeah. You in particular. But, but um, <laughs> we got through it. We got through it. It tells you it was a great weekend. Um, and then to bring it back to football, I would just say just covering the team, there's been a few really like special fun seasons that, that where you watch the team grow and and create all this momentum. You know, like in 06 when Tony Romo – got the quarterback job and you saw the change into a new era and they made the playoffs and you know uh 2016 with Dak and Zeke you know they're just where you're seeing history kind of being made with the franchise and and it's just so much fun to watch a team try to get to that level and and ultimately they didn't but 
to be along for those types of rides are really cool. When, when a guy kind of steps up and takes takes control of a team, uh, Miles Austin in 09 kind of did that, and they kind of rode his momentum turning turning into a star. So that's the kind of that's what makes this job so much fun, and that's why this season has just not been much fun. I mean, we love our jobs, but you just it's kind of what Amber was saying early in the in the show. It's just like you know. It's just frustrating because a lot of things kind of been taken from them this year with the injuries and they haven't played well on top of it. So, you know, you're just hoping they can get back to another season like that because that's when the job really gets fun. Yeah, you're to- you're so right. You 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 work for the team. You you're basically a fan, but you you have to be professional and you can't let your fandom override your your job responsibilities. But you can't help but be a fan of the team. Because you have that personal connection to these guys. You have that personal connection to the coaching staff. You talk to these guys. They work in the same building, and you you create this, you know, either it's almost like this unspoken bond where you, you don't really hang out with them and you don't really do things with them. But when you see each other, you respect them because you know how much work they put in and you know – you know, how much time they're away from their families because we go through the same thing with training camp and, you know, the long days during the season and things yeah. like that. And it's you can't help but get emotionally and personally attached to this team. And even though we work here and it's our jobs, it sucks whenever they're not good. Like right now it sucks for us. <laughs> like this is not fun for us. Like it's it's a job, but at the same time, you know, it, it's a lot more enjoyable when they are – you know, having success and there are, you know, you, you, you can support them and, and root them on. So all good stuff. Let's take our last break. When we come back, let's hand out our past midseason awards and critiques the last few minutes of the show. We will be right back. You are watching and listening to Hanging with the Boys. Just like all of you, we at Seeky can't wait until we're back in the stands at full strength cheering on the Cowboys and singing along to our favorite songs again. We're using this time to make discovering, buying, and selling tickets to events in Dallas easier. Plus, every ticket purchased on SeatGeek is protected by our buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back or better if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. Download the SeatGeek app today, and when the time is right, let's go. Seeky. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Grab some OtterBox gear and get ready for Hanging with the Boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough-as-nails elevation tumblers, we've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, you can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. 
hanging with the boys. Welcome back, SWBC Mortgage Living Room, Frisco, Texas, the last segment of Hanging with the Boys. Shannon Gross, Amber Garcia, Danny McRae, Rob Phillips, and hey, 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 if you guys are looking for something to change up your dinner routine, help support local Frisco businesses by choosing one of over 30 restaurants at the Star District. For more information on delivery, takeout, curbside pickup, and dining availability, visit thestar.com. And trust me, I live about a 10-minute walk from the Star, and I go up there several times a week to get out of the house, stretch my legs with the family, Go do some patio dining. It's it is well worth it. That's a that's a pretty bustling place uh, these days, especially with uh, high school football and things going on up there. It's a it's a very it's a cool place to go socially distance and just get out and kind of walk around because there's several things to do. So all right, last five minutes of the show. Let's run through this really quick. We'll uh, I'll throw some things out there and we'll go around the horn and you 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 all tell me what you think. Let's start with the player you want to see more of, Danny. Uh, Amari Cooper. Uh, I, I think we need to we, we need to have him to be a focal point of our offense. Uh, I, I don't like it when you know when he kicks only the five yards out in the quick slants. I need to see him more involved, kind of like you see DeAndre Hopkins, Robert Woods. If you can't throw it to him, hand it to him, get him a jet sweep. Just make sure you get him involved in the game because I think that changes the dynamic of our offense. Rob, uh, Tony Pollard, and that's not a knock on Zeke. I think they need to get the run game involved, period, and get both guys more involved because especially when you've got backup quarterbacks in the game, you got to have that type of balance uh, to help the quarterback out. And the way Tony's been running, it's exciting. And, you know, Zeke really gutted through that hamstring injury a couple days ago. But I think, you know, with Tony, when he's got – when he's giving you two 20-plus yard gains on an offense that's that's been struggling with the injuries, like they need they need more of that. So I think uh, I think getting that that committee going uh, will be really good. Somebody to compliment Zeke. Amber, I would go with Gary Gilbert after what he did in the game against the Steelers. He wasn't perfect and all that, but he he gave some things that we haven't been able to see at the quarterback position since Dak got hurt. So uh, I would like to see more of him and what he could possibly do. I agree with all of you. I think after Sunday, give me more Randy Gregory. Yeah. Um, give me more Gallimore. And where the hell has Bradley and I been on this team? What, why haven't we seen – what's going on? Have y'all heard anything behind the scenes of what's going on there? Because obviously there's something happening because everybody – that was probably the draft pick out of all of them that I heard the most buzz about from our fan base was like, I'm ready to see what this guy does. He was a beast in college. Have you guys heard anything as to why he's not getting on the field? I haven't. Um I, you no. know, and from what Mike said after they, you know, they, they traded Everson Griffin, you thought, okay, he's going to get on the field. And he's, I think he's only got like six defensive snaps all year. He was inactive last week, which really surprised me. I think at some point we're going to see him. Um, I, they want to give Gregory all the snaps he can handle, I guess. And I, I totally get that the way he's playing. But yeah, I'm with you, Shannon. Like, I'm actually writing that for later in the week. Like, that's as far as young players go, he's the one I want to see more of. All right, let's go to who is your – I don't even know if I should say this because it's, it's hard to even bring this, this up with, with a season like this. Who's your MVP so far on this, seat, on this team? Rob. Huh. Um, 
<laughs> That's hard. I mean, I this might sound like a cop out, but I'm going to go Dak Prescott. They're 0 and 4 in full games without him, mm. and I, I think you know they're taking steps forward without him. But I think what he was able to do, and I, you know, the turnovers from Dak, from Zeke, from some of their top players hurt them early in the season. But he's the captain. He's the heart and soul of this team, and he's arguably their best player. And I think they really miss him on the field and in the locker room. They're still they're still learning to, to to deal with things without him. I don't think that's a cop out at all. I think that's a hell of an answer, Danny. Listen, I got to show show love to my special teams guy, CJ. Man, yeah, he's been out there making plays the entire season, recovering onside kicks, catching punts, uh, punt passes, and running it back and, and putting us in position to score, making tackles, big tackles, and getting the uh, create momentum for us from special teams to defense. He's been making some plays, and he's been a shining shining spot on the team. So I'm gonna go ahead and give it to CJ. Danny, I was thinking about writing that today. Like All in right. terms of like just doing your job games one through nine I guess he he might be the best player on the team in terms of just doing what he's asked to do week in week out I, I truly I truly think so I, I truly think so I'm not I'm not just being biased to special teams he's been making plays and standing out as a special teams player he's making plays that affects the game and help us win yeah Amber I would have to go with with Greg Sterling. He's a guy. If it wasn't for him, the Cowboys would barely have scored any points or have any points on the scoreboard <laughs> all throughout the season. I think he has been pretty good. I, I, if my memory serves me correctly, he's only missed one uh, field goal attempt, and it was from the 50 plus yards. Yeah. Uh, I think so. Um, after the issues we've seen at the kicker position and just a lack of consistency there, I think that he, he would be a guy that has been pretty consistent as far as what he's been able to do when kicking for an extra point or field goals. Yep, I agree with all the answers. Amber, I'm going to go with Zerline as well because uh, just the crazy field goal that he made the other night, that, that that's, I've never seen anything like that as long as I've been watching the NFL the, the watermelon kick, and then he also had one hell of an onside kick, the little pooch kick that he did that they damn near recovered that thing. So everything they've asked him to do, he's done it and executed it to perfection. Okay, last question, the last one we have time for. Rob, what is your expectation of this team for the rest of the season? Oh, man, I don't know. Like you, like win total or just, just kind of generally speaking? Like I, I think – I think yeah. I, let's say how, how many games do you expect them to win from here on out? Uh, uh, that's tough. I mean, I, th- I think they're going to get. I think they're going to get to a point where they get a couple more wins here down the stretch. I do think they can because if, if they play, if they just stop the turnovers and they shore some things up defensively, they're going to be in some games. So um, I don't know mm-hmm. what their record is going to be at the end of this thing. Hopefully, hopefully the injuries stop. I just I just want to see them play more. I think everybody wants to see more complimentary football like we saw against Pittsburgh at least give yourself a chance in terms of kind of playing for each other and and giving each unit a chance to be successful um if they can do that then I think this might get I don't know you know I don't to me talk about the playoffs you can't do that you just got to focus on week to week trying to playoffs. yeah <laughs> Jim Mora style Amber saw that video last week I showed her for the first time it's oh it's, I could not stop laughing <laughs> Playoffs, yeah. Just try to get better. Honestly, that's all I want to see. Just get better week to week. Fair enough, Danny. Listen, if 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 a Sunday was a moral victory, 
I expect us to have a bunch, a bunch of more of those. Uh, I don't see us winning too many more games just because I think some of the competition that we have coming up and, and, and teams getting healthy and playing better, I think is going to, you know, go against us with like Cincinnati, Baltimore. You see Dalvin Cook running crazy. Washington may be one of those ones that we get a win in, but I think we'll be competitive if we continue to play the way that we did play. Um, and I also expect to see Amari Cooper and Ezekiel Elliott, uh, you know, earn their money. Uh, I, I expect to see Kellen Moore get them out there and playing a little bit more and being a focal point of the offense because you see, like I said, it, it changes the dynamic of the game when those two guys are involved and the defense has to worry about them. Kellen, Kellen and Mike, we know y'all listen to this show. Please get Amari Cooper <laughs> the ball so Danny will be happy. He can't stop to. talking about Amari. You got to. <laughs> You got to, man. He make, he make $100 million. Why, why not? I, I, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree. Amber. Um, I think we all know the injuries have been a, a major problem this year for the Cowboys, and I don't think that's something that, that's going to stop. I, I hope we don't get to see more injured players, but it, I think that it's very unlikely, and we are going to keep having guys that get hurt. And at the end of the day, the Cowboys haven't showed me enough to make me feel like they are able to make adjustments when a guy gets hurt and goes out. So I don't think that, that the Cowboys managed to make all the pieces work. I, I'm excited and hopeful for what I saw against the Steelers, but at the same time, I haven't seen any kind of consistency. So I don't know if they are able to maintain that throughout the rest of the season, even though the, the next opponents are supposed to be a lot easier than what they were facing against the Steelers. Yep, I, I agree with all of you. I think as a fan, um, I think all we can ask for for the rest of the season is just progressively get a little bit better each week. Like, you know, learn your gap assignments and stick to those. Learn your coverages. Um, you know, let's let's don't try to win every game with eight trick plays. Let's let's get to a point where you can throw in one here and there, but you stick to your your core. You know, Zeke, give them Zeke, give them Omari, throw in some CD Lamb, give me some Michael Gallup, and let's just go beat some people, man. This has been fun. This has been a fun two days. We are out of time, and we will take a couple of days to kind of regroup ourselves, re get some energy back to finish this last leg of the season. It's been great hanging out with you. Amber, thank you. Danny, thank you. Rob, thank you. This thank has been you. fun. Maybe we can talk yep. to Boston to letting us mix it up more often. This, is, this was good times. We will be back next week all on our regular shows at our regular times. Thanks for hanging out with us. Hope you enjoyed it. Take the bye week. Watch some football. Eat a lot of food. Get some rest. And let's hit it hard next time. Same place on Hanging with the Boys. Thank you, Chris Bean, for keeping us going. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!